It started at eight. I think it's an hour and a half. I don't know. Okay, so nothing. It's just been. It's just been recapping. Right. They showed like Casey beat JC in part two. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which? Thank God. Thank. I would be so mad if JC had made it into the finale. I would have been so mad if JC would have made it into the finale and maybe would have won Big Brother. I think he should have been. I think he should have been. If he made it to the final two or makes it to the final two, he's going to win because Faute is going to vote for him. I will say, I will say, in the jury house segments, Haley has been looking like she's going to vote for Tyler. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Haley, Haley's been saying that Tyler's been playing a good game. Right. And that, like, as a player, she thinks he's been pulling a lot of the strings. Right, but if you think about it, he, Tyler's probably lost Sam's vote. So it's a trade-off. He got Haley's vote, but he probably lost Sam's vote. You're probably right. And, and Brett's vote. You're probably right. It's a toss-up. I really, if Casey wins, great. If Tyler wins, great. I agree. I agree. I think it, either one of them that win is going to be like well deserving. If Tyler wins, yeah, like okay, he ran the season. He deserves it. If Casey wins, that's cool. She played a great strategic game, a great social game. She won cops when she had to. She became a comp. Mm-hmm. She didn't win a veto competition until jury. Yeah, she has tied the record for most veto wins in a single season with five. She won five out of the last six veto It's nuts. It's nuts how dominant she's she been. It would be the first time a lesbian has won the game, and it'd also be the first time that, well, no, it, she's a Filipino, but Asian descent has won already, but it would just be cool if she won, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, one other, there was one other player in Big Brother history who didn't win competitions until Jury House, and who was also lesbian and of Latino descent. And that was Yvette from Season 6. Yeah, well... She got second, though. She did. Mm-hmm. She sure mm-hmm. did. If any of you are confused, this is the Pen Pals Podcast. I'm your pen pal, Egg. This is Big Brother. That's what the announcer always says. Right. And welcome to Big Brother. Right now, I'm recording the podcast with Egg, so he should feel privileged that I gave up watching the finale to record. I also feel privileged. This is G- I have it on the DVR. This is just GG Jess with me, by the way. Um, I assume that you would be recording the podcast while also watching the finale, like in the background. Well, I could. I couldn't have that background noise now, could I? No. Well, I thought you were... <laughs> I, I thought that would be distracting, so I was like... I was making this game plan, like, all right, now what what games can I do that <laughs> Jess can space out a little bit for and will still be good? I'm well, just... that was very nice of you, but I'm, I'm dedicated to this, I suppose. I'm touched. Also, my dad is watching Modern Family, so... Oh, that'll do it. Your dad likes Modern Family? Oh, yes. Wow. Very progressive. Season, since season one. Since season... Wow. I actually think he's in bed now, but oh. I'm still going to just record this podcast and get updates 
through the interwebs. And then after this, I'm going to go downstairs. I have a, I got assigned a project to make a poster board about, uh, I, um, it's about the importance of talking to your teens about mental health. Oh, so I'll have to, that's due tomorrow. So I should probably start that tonight. Yeah. We'll make this you a know, quick one for you. you. You know me when I procrastinate, I get, I get things done. Oh, I, I don't worry about it. With results. There's one thing, if there's one thing I learned about you uh, during these past two years, is that like a normal night for you is like a week's worth of work for anybody else. And good work. Like you get it done. What was that? Like a night's work for you is like a week's work for anybody else. That's true. Yep. You like get it done. You get it done good. You get it done fast. You're a good student. That's right. I am crushing it. Mm -hmm. You're doing well this year. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, most of my cast. Doing your homework consistently. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Several times last year, I had to message Egg and be like, "You have to do this. You have to do this." That's Not right. This year, because we don't go to the same school, so he's on his own. That's right. I have a. I have a system. My mom told me to be more organized. I don't like being organized, so I stepped it up as little as I could. I just have a piece of paper that I write my homework assignment. Ah, uh, damn it! I have a piece of paper that I write my homework assignments in and shove in my pockets, and that's that's all I do. Oh, I just have an app on my phone. I plug in my. I plug in all my assignments, and then when I'm done, I I click complete, and it'll cross it off. I like being able to see what I accomplished. That motivates me to do more. So. Mm. Nice. That's what I'm doing. Do you want to hop into this this little ditty? Have we not been recording for six minutes? No, we've been recording. I just like I didn't know if you wanted to move on to like uh, like the the podcast shout out or or a bit of news or if you wanted to. To dig in the meat of this bad little boy. The meat. The meat. The mean potatoes. Um, do you think we should maybe discuss a book on this podcast? Since initially Pen Pals podcast, that's what we're all about. Yeah, let's so talk. Now we're, now we're just more like real pen pals, just chatting about life <laughs> and sharing it with our audience. All of our all of our games are kind of themed for literary and coming up with stories and storytelling that is true but yeah let's talk about a book what did you have one in mind or um do you have one in mind uh it depends have you read the book jane eyre yes i believe so okay let's talk about jane eyre so jane eyre was written, written by one of the Austin sisters, I believe Jane Austen. You have to, you have to speak clearly. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I can't. You, you have to speak so I can hear you. Okay. So Jane Eyre. Keep that microphone. Keep keep your your lips right by that right by that recording area because i know you got them lips those big old lips keep them keep them close yeah why don't you why don't you tell everybody what you call these lips um dsls yep yeah and what does that DSL. stand for 
blank sucking lips. That's right. That's right. And don't any of you forget it. I'm the king of blank sucking. I'll blank suck anybody out of business. You, when you've had your blank sucked by me, you you ain't never going back to anybody else. They call I'll me the. I'll tell you something about egg. Egg's got these big DSLs. Mm-hmm. It's got like like a duck face, kinda like you know the duck lips. But nice. But it's a good face. But nice. But then he's got this mole on his face, like a beauty mark on his chin, and he's got like a bigger chin, like a like a butt a butt chin, and then he's got moles on his neck, and then he's got these eyebrows. You know, they're kind of they're kind of a. They're kind of a, bushy. Know, their eyebrows. They're bushy. And, bush, and then he's got a slight, a slight lazy eye, not real noticeable. <laughs> you know what? Anyway, I would like to. Anyway, I would like to inter. Let me. Let me. Let me hop in here. Get, what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is this kid should look like a wonky monster, but he's quite the handsome little devil, actually. If you saw pictures of him. Thank so, you. Kudos to him. Kudos to you. You're a very look good looking guy as well. Kudos to you. Jess is the thing about Jess is Jess is about six three, six four. Oh, I, I'm about almost six five. I am a behemoth beast. He's he's very I tall. In the, I, I got this I got you know, I am a stocky. I will in the words of Sam from Big Brother, I will rip the doors off these hinges. Mm-hmm. I will I am I am formidable. I think it's a good word to describe. Formidable? Me. Formidable. Yes, yes, you are. But hey, ladies love that. A did not. Uh, a was afraid of me when he first met me. Actually, I wasn't afraid. I was intimidated. There's a difference. Whatever. And anyway, back to well, I had good reason to be intimidated because you hated me and thought I was a man whore. And a pothead. And a pothead. Exactly. So I was not. I was not out of bounds. But I wasn't out of bounds for assuming those things about you. No. Well, I mean, I've. No. I wasn't really a pot smoker. No, but you hung out with somebody who did, and therefore you would smell like secondhand. I did? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Anyway. Anyway, Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre was a novel written by Charlotte Bronte. It is the story of a girl, and, um,. I'm going to say Victorian era England, but that might yeah. not be 100% correct. Old times, right. old timey England. She's an, yeah. she's an orphan and it's just the story of her life. It's, it's a very Dickens style where it starts from like her as a baby or her as a child and keeps on going up. So yeah. basically she becomes the, uh, the tutor for this little girl and falls in love with the little girl's father or uncle. I think uncle. Of course she does because why wouldn't she? Right. Uh, and at first they don't get along because this is the basis for every Hallmark movie ever. As I said, it sounds like a Hallmark movie. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't get along. He run his family's coffee shop in Blueberry Farm. <laughs> But uh, they start to like each other, but then Jane finds out his dark, terrible secret that keeps them apart for now, dot, dot, dot. 
I don't want to spoil it because the twist is actually pretty yeah. intense. I'll spoil it. What is your take on this novel? Well, if you're if you're looking to really examine something critically and really dive deep into a text's themes and morals, this is not the book for you. Oh. If you're if you're looking to read and enjoy something and analyze two very interesting characters and learn how to structure a plot, especially a romance plot, this book is incredible. There you go. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Tell it. I found this book mind-numbing. I detested this book. Oh, really? I would, I would almost say it's my least favorite book of all time. Except that the Scarlet Letter exists, so I can't say that about J.D. Wow. What didn't you like about it? You just thought it was boring? Yeah. I really, I sure did. I just, oh my, I could not, I could not deal with it. I mean. It was just, I just, it was, I don't know. This is definitely, this is definitely a book that, um, like, puts the. You're more of the I mean, you're the one who you're the one who had me watch Love Simon, but yeah. So can I say something? <laughs> yeah. Can, 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 I, can, can you listen up? I'm listening. Yeah. First of all, you liked that movie. You did, Blanche. I did. You liked that movie. I did. Yeah. Second of all, I never said watch this because it's a good love story. I said I found this movie to be funny. I like the plot and I like the subject matter. Never once did I say I like the romance. Yeah, but I don't yeah, watch I do. stuff because I like the romance. Well, honey, honey, yeah, you've never watched. You've never watched an episode of How I Met Your Mother, but you watched little love scenes. On YouTube about it because you like the romance. You you're kidding yourself and you're kidding the audience That's if you're fair. trying to say that you're not all about the romance. That's fair. Point blank and the period. I would say that the big difference between us and probably why you didn't like this book is because you put a lot of importance on the plot and how the story itself develops, and I put a lot of importance on characters, and neither one is better than the other. It's just how we true. how we enjoy media and books and movies and, and stuff. Everybody has different things that they put importance on. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. So you didn't you did not like this book, huh? Not a fan. Wow. Not a fan. This is prob this is probably the the best roma romance novel of all time. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna beat it, John Green? Mm -mm. Sorry, you could combine all of John Green's book into the one book that he's written for the past five years, and it still wouldn't beat Jane Eyre. All right, all right. I'm sorry if anybody likes John Green. I got a little spicy. I got a little heated, and I shouldn't have. I apologize, Mr. Green. Well, I doubt we have any 14-year-old girls listening to our podcast. I don't think you'll any of John Green's fans. I just want to clarify, we do not have anything against 14-year-old girls. We think they're we think they're cool. 
if you're a 14 year old girl and you're listening to this podcast, you're you're welcome here. This is a safe space. Except it's not because we cuss a lot and talk about a lot of sexual things oh, sometimes. Geez. So maybe this isn't a safe space. John Green does not get a lot of love for this podcast. No, he does. You- in previous episodes, we have got on tirades about the poor fella. I, I spe- I'm sure he's a good person. He's I'm sure he's nice. Great. He's probably such a good dude. And like, you know, Nick- Nicholas Sparks is probably worse than John Green. Nicholas, remind me who that is. Nicholas Sparks, The Notebook, Dear John. Oh, uh, Nicholas. No, if I was going to hang out with one of those dudes, I would hang out with John Green all day. Yes, exactly. He's he's probably a a super cool, super funny dude. I'm sure he is. He's probably arrogant. Probably. So you you think that Jane Eyre is one of the best the best romance of all time. Yep. Yeah, I do. Wow. Well, I don't... I'm, right. I'm thinking who else... What other piece of work could compete against it? And I can't think... Great Expectation is my favorite, like, old-time English novel, but that's not a romance, I wouldn't say. Yeah. I think... Uh... Um, Frankenstein is a great romance novel. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's pretty good. No, if you... If the romance is your thing, go for it. Right. Hey, Gigi. Do I want to play a game? Well, do you? Sure. All right. This is a new game. And I'm going to give you an option here. It's called Guess the Title. Uh, I I have printed out little book synopsises that I found on the Barnes & Noble website. Did you print them out? I can't verify that because we're not together. So well, I put, them on the, I put them on the Google Doc. I copy and paste oh, it. You, you didn't print. I didn't um, print. I misspoke. People, this is why I call Egg a liar and why, why I doubt him when he says things and he always gets angry and offended, but he, he just lied to all of us. I mean, I didn't... I didn't lie to deceive. I misspoke. It's okay, liar. All right. Okay. I see how it is. We don't trust you. This is why we don't trust you. This is why. Oh, all right. Fine. I get get it. I see how it is. Have fun doing this podcast by yourself. I'll close on the door. Now that that Eddie has left the podcast, I'm just going to say... This is what you all wanted. Y'all came for me anyway. So let's podcast. This is the Pen Pal podcast with Gigi. And it's what we all truly wanted. I just can't believe I hit on a person, right? What I'm trying to do. Yeah. Did you have fun sweating by yourself? Hmm? Hmm? That's you right. Know, my cat is just throwing a hizzy fit because she knows how ridiculous you are. All right. So anyway, we can play this game one of two ways. I can read the description to you, and you could come up with a title for for that book. 
Or I have two options, and I can read you the two options, and you can try and guess the right one. What do you uh, want to do? Guess the options. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that one. Okay. This is book one. Uh, when I say blank, that's in place of the title, by the way. I'm sure that's yeah. obvious, but I just want to clarify. Historical spy fiction at its finest. Blank revolves around the mysterious choices made by Juliet, a teenager recruited by MI15. M15? Whatever. In 1940. Tasked with transcribing the Cladstein meetings between a double agent and British Nazi sympathizers. Juliet believes her work is finished once the war ends. But, ten years later, her past returns, demanding answers about the role she really played serving justice to turncoats. Can I, can I say something? Yeah. The book's called Transcription. Yeah. Yep. Have you read it? I work in a library. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm, I don't know if I thought this one through all the way. <laughs> I, I don't know. Alright. This game might be very easy for you, Jess. <laughs> Book it does sound interesting. <laughs> it does. Book two. Uh, combining his trademark slapstick wit with a Greyhound bus road trip through the South and Southwest. This is the author's last name. I'm going to butcher it. Please don't kill me. What? The, I'm, I'm, the next word is the author's last name, and I'm not going to pronounce it right. And I'm just so okay, sorry. Well, make sure you speak into the microphone. All right. Steinegart spins a tale set in right this second America. Highlighting its surreal beauty and horror. Readers may not expect to root for a timepiece-obsessed hedge fund manager who abandons his American Indian wife and their autistic son for greener pastures. But watching Barry Cohen flail through his decisions in an attempt to outlast and outrun them proves satirical humor may be the best medicine in a society gone mad. Hmm. Would you like the options? Wait, okay. I'm trying to think. I know what book this is. Oh, okay. I think I know what book this is. Do you want I'm me? trying to, you Do know, um, wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Okay, okay, okay. This is the part of the podcast where um, we think for a can long you, time. Can, uh, is this a new book? Um, I don't have the release date in front of me. I I cannot answer that question. He's an American Indian wife, which is I love the diversity. What are the, what are the title options? Okay. Option one is one misunderstood jerk. Option okay. option two is Lake Success. It's Lake 
League success. Yes, it is. It's by Gary Steingart. <sighs> that was Sorry, a good. I didn't get that one right away. I mean, I didn't think you would get any of these right away. So you're blowing my mind right now. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. On a six-mile hike in the main New Hampshire branch of the Appalachian Trail, nine-year-old Tricia McFarland quickly tires of the constant bickering between her older brother Pete and her recently divorced mother. But when she wanders off by herself and then tries to catch up by attempting a shortcut, she becomes lost in a wilderness maze full of peril and terror. As night falls, Trisha has only her ingenuity as a defense against the elements, and only her courage and faith to withstand her mounting fears. For solace, she, turn, she tunes her Walkman to broadcasts of Boston Red Sox baseball games and follows the gritty performances of her hero, relief pitcher Tom Gordon. And when her radio's reception begins to fade, Trisha imagines that Tom Gordon is with her, protecting her from an all-too-real enemy who has left a trail of slaughtered animals and mangled trees in the dense, dark wood. Are you done? Yeah. Um... One of my favorite authors, Stephen King, that is uh, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. I actually Dang. read that book. Dang, you did? Yeah, it's actually older, I think. Yeah, I, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I thought I thought that was one of his more obscure ones. I thought that would get you. I think there might be a movie coming out about it, because I know a couple of times at the library in the last couple months, it's been going out on hold, so... Oh. How, how soon did you get that? Because you were obviously waiting for me to just finish. Right, I got it pretty much when you said Trisha McFarlane. Wow. Um, but I was going to let you, like, for the viewers, they probably want you to finish reading it. So. No, I appreciate it. I, I thank yeah. you. All right. <clears throat> I have two more games we can play before the Arthur Spotlight. Do you want to do both of those, or do you want to split one? Oh, are we done with the one we just did? Yeah. Oh, that was a fun one. That was a good one. We should play that one again sometime. Okay, you liked it? Yeah. All right, I kept it I kept it short because I didn't know if it would be good or not. Because you thought you were going to stump me. No, I just didn't know if it would be funny or not, but I guess it was funny. I'm pretty impressed I got most of those. You didn't even need... You got all of them. You didn't even need the option for two of them. for the second one. That's all right. That sounds like a very and obscure book. When you said a title, I, it came back to me. Mm -hmm. I thought it would when you were... When it was on the tip of your tongue. I was like, this guy is going to guess it. Because my title is not close to the actual title at all. So, um, before we go into another game or something... Um, so it looks like the final round of the HOH was played between Casey and Tyler. Okay. It looks as if though, um, it looks like it was pretty close the final round where they have to match guesses. It was tied the entire time and they had to go to a tiebreaker. And Casey won the final HOH 
and she evicted JC, so her and Tyler are currently in the final two. Good. And they had a final deal the entire game, so that's interesting. JC comes in third. I couldn't be happier about that. And well, I would like to see Casey win, but if Tyler wins, that's good too. Yeah. We would have been happier if JC would have gone home a long time ago. And JC went out fourth like he was supposed to, I guess, in quotations on the docket. That would have been better. But, you know, you don't always get mm-hmm. what you want. You know, just before I came yeah. over here, just before I came over here, I watched a top five uh, Big Brother alliances of all time. Uh, yeah. You should be able to find it pretty easy on YouTube. It, the thumbnail is just like the level six team, and then it says six steps ahead underneath. Right. But level six actually got second in that video as the second best alliance of big in big, big Brother history. Was Chilltown number one? No, he wasn't counting duos. Okay. So Chilltown ding. Number one was actually the Brigade from season 12? Uh, 12. 12, yeah. Yeah, because his... I don't know how I feel about... Was the Quack Pack in there? The Quack Pack was third, I believe. Um, I don't know about level 12 or level 6 being second, because I feel like, yeah, they were okay, but I feel like they looked so much better because the opposing alliance, Fauci is probably the worst alliance of all time. He he did say that. He did say that that might have something to do with it. Right. I think I haven't watched the Quack Pack episode, so I'm probably talking out of my ass, but I feel like with the amount of competition Quack Pack had, they, they probably deserve to be up there. Yeah. But whatever. All right, you know, next game. All right. Uh, do you want to do both of them? We're at 30 minutes. Do one and see where we are. Okay, I have You Know You Want It, our advertisement game, or Here's the Beef, which is where we take popular uh, pop culture debates and debate them. Which one do you um, want? I'd say I prefer Where's the Beef because I don't really care for the other one as much. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, du- I dusted the other one off. So there's probably a reason why we haven't been doing it as much. We can get to it next time. Yeah. It'll be fine. All right, here's my, here's the beef. Is Decker from Blade Runner a replicant? So for those folks at home who haven't watched Blade Runner, Blade Runner is a movie. It's set in future Earth where we've created Android. All right, in Blade Runner the movie, it's set in the future, based off the book, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? The plot of the movie is basically about this dude named Decker who hunts down replicants, which are androids that look exactly like humans. Some androids have gone rogue and have started murdering yeah. people. And the only way to tell if a replicant is a replicant is to put him through this uh, yeah. one test. The debate here is in whether Decker, the main character himself, is a replicant or if he's not. I I believe he's a replicant. I think he's a replicant, an older version of the replicant. I just don't think he's human. Okay. So what what about it makes you think that he's a replicant? They really lead you to believe that he's a replicant. They go out of their way to 
terrible again. How? Like at the end when they're when he's with the girl and they're embracing and just he has this look in his eye that's almost not real, almost animatronic, and I just I don't know. I think he's a replicant. I I think that Harrison Ford has that look in his eye. 20, 90% of the time, 90% of the time, Harrison Ford looks at you with, with the eyes of a killer and soulless eyes. That is true. So you don't think he's a replicant? I don't. I don't think he's a replicant. I see, I see both points because we never hear about Decker having any other family. We never see him take the test. But I don't think it makes sense to have a replicant chase other replicants. It's like Terminator hunting the other Terminator. I mean, it's whatever. Right, but they go through so much work. Why wouldn't you just... Why would you have to program that the replicant is an alcoholic? Like, why would you have to give the replicant his own apartment? So that he fits in and blends in. Who does that help? Like, why wouldn't you just... Why wouldn't you have... Okay. There's there's replicants working in the police force, right? Why wouldn't you have, like, a dorm for those replicant police officers, and then you can be like, this is for all the young... With who? Why would society care? They're already blending in. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I didn't care for Blade Runner. No. Did you like the book? The book was alright. Yeah. yeah, I like the I book. I never saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I never bothered watching that. I would like to. It looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What's the next beef? All right. So, I'm looking for it right now. What was that? I'm looking for it right now. Hold on. Uh, All right. You're going to have to take the lead on this one. Um, Okay. But I will happily follow you into the the fire. I am taking the reins. What is better? The Lord of the Rings series or the Harry Potter series? For the sake of this podcast, have you read the books for the Lord of the Rings? What? Have you read the Lord of the Rings books? No, I have not yet. Then let, let's talk I, about... I read, I read the first one. Okay, let's talk about the movies then. Okay. Okay. If we're talking about the movies, I, I prefer... Are we including The Hobbit? with Lord of the Rings? That's not. If we're if we're going to include The Hobbit, then we would have to include Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And that's not a complete well, trilogy yet, so I'm not going to... Okay. So, I would refer... Like, I don't know. Like, I really like Lord of the Rings movies. I think they're really well done. They're all really well done. All three of them. And the Harry Potter ones, I like the later ones, but like the first three, I don't care for it. No. Overall, I probably like Lord of the Rings, but there is more Harry Potter, and I do like the like the last three Harry Potters are great, in my mm-hmm. opinion. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would have to give it to Lord of the Rings personally. It's it's I a weird compare the movies because they're not really similar. No, they're but similar. like if you look at it from a writing perspective, they both like stress really similar things. Like J.K. Rowling and uh, Tolkien both dive so deep in the world building, and their universes are so freaking massive and huge. Well, if you're going about readability, I feel like Lord of the Rings is targeted for adults, and it's consistent, whereas J.K. Rowling did something really cool where the first three book, or the first couple books are easier to read, but then as they come out, she's like, oh, the kids started reading book one, but now they're growing up. So now the books are becoming more, you know, less juvenile. It was just really interesting. It's really cool. I agree. Yeah, I've haven't I've I've like seen clips of Harry Potter and I know a little bit of the lore, but yeah, that's the vibe I got too. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, what are you doing here? <laughs> you just I don't even know what that accent was. It wasn't that somebody? Uh, I, I think you were trying to be British. Harry Potter. Oh, oi, mate, Potter. Oi, bloody hell, what was... It was displeasing to the ear. Alright, then I guess I'll stop. I guess I'll spare all of you my attempts at comedy. Thank you for that. I do appreciate that. You're welcome. I do try. Um, yeah. Is there... What Harry Potter movie would you say is like the awkward puberty phase of Harry Potter? Is there one? What was that? Like you know how everybody goes through like an awkward puberty phase. What's the what's Harry Potter's version? Number three. Is that Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes. Nice. Number three. Why is it all like awkward romance? It's just, I don't know, it's just like they're trying to grow into their bodies, and I don't know. Is So, I want to make it clear to the viewers, I've only seen the the clips of Harry Potter that pertain to Ron and Hermione. Is that the one where... It's an abomination. Is that the one where they go to the ball and Ron gets jealous and ruins Hermione's night? Or is that the one where uh, Ron's the goalie no. and saves the day? Number four is the one with the ball because it was a Triwizard Cup and she went with Victor Crumb instead of Ron and then he's like all jealous and she's like, well, you went together with me, Ron. You should have asked me. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Prisoner asked I'm currently looking on the Big Brother Wikipedia page and I'm just smiling because it's updated that JC got evicted and it just makes me so happy. Good. He was... Can we can we divulge and talk about JC? Because I feel like this is a we're Big Brother fans, and this is a controversial topic, and I want to put my hammer down yeah. here. So, right. can you go through all of all of the things he did? Why why people would hate JC? Um. Yeah. So, he's just like he, first of all, he fat shamed Rockstar. Tried getting people to guess how much she weighed. Talked about her cellulite. The woman had just had a baby. And she by the time she left, she was looking pretty fit. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that was really necessary for him to do that. And then, like, 
he also like tied open the bathroom door while Haley was in there so that the cameras were focused on her going to the bathroom and she was begging him to stop but he didn't I thought that was pretty good mm-hmm. another thing he did Tyler was sleeping JC started licking his armpit which is creepy he's just a, I don't know he's a, not a great person I saw I saw a clip from the feeds I think it was during this past week it was I it was definitely final three and Angela had left, and it's Tyler, and he's just, like, sitting in a corner talking about, like, how how scared he is that he's going to mess up his game, but more how scared he is that, like, Angela doesn't actually like him. And that, like, she's... I did see that clip, and it, it was kind of sad. Yeah. And did you hear when he was, she like... actually like him. I think so, too, right? I really do, I think. Yeah, but like, did you hear the part where he was like, I've got JC in my ear telling me all the time that she doesn't actually care about me? Yeah, that's awful. Freak you, dude. And if we weren't on the podcast, I would cuss. That's so rude. I know you would. It's just it's just him being a jealous little witch. Yeah, it's him be instead of a W. Yeah. It's just him being jealous and not being able to accept the fact that Tyler doesn't like him that way. Yeah, he I needs agree. he needs to grow up. He really does. I'm so glad that he's not in this game anymore. I'm so ecstatic. That would be nice, too. Yeah. So we will see. Yep. He's gonna learn the day. Do you think he's going to be surprised? Do you think he's going to be like, Tyler? I think I th- he, probably, he probably thinks America loves him, but they don't. That's true. That's probably true. Wow, it's about that time already. Yeah, we've really burned through it. Oh. I feel time flies. Oil, Mr. Hamada. Time flies when you're with good friends. That's what I always so say. Let me, let me tell you about a podcast quick. Okay. I started recently listening to this podcast called inside the Disney vault where there's three hosts and each week they discuss a different Disney movie and they go in chronological order so they start with No White there's Snow White <laughs> No Whites they started with the, the movie No Whites it was no. Snow White in 1937 then Pinocchio but it's really cool they like delve into it they give facts about it it's really just really cool the one girl always always says Walt Disney said this was his favorite movie well, he says that about every movie, apparently. <laughs> but in chronological order, so I'm on like episode six. So like I've listened to, I just got done listening to the one about Bambi. Ooh, so, how many Disney it. movies are are currently out? Oh wait, I don't know. But hold on, it just that list just exploded in like the past five ten years. These are like the animated features, like the big features. Right. Yeah. So like they're still recording. They've only gotten to Big Hero 6, so they're in 2014 right now. Um, yeah, it's got to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, the animated features, it's got to be... It's like one a year at least, right? At least. What's the last um, one... What's the last animated feature they released? It's going to be Wreck-It um, Ralph 2 pretty soon, right? Wasn't that Disney? What, what was that? 
Wreck-It Ralph 2 is going to be their newest one soon? Is that yeah, Disney? Currently, is it, is it Moana currently? It might be Moana. That's definitely the last, like, musical one. Right. Um, I know Zootopia. Zootopia. Six, Ralph. Princess and... I don't know, there's all sorts of... Man, so I'll have to check that out, because I like Disney. Well, I guess, I guess if you want to get technical, like, without... It wouldn't be, like, if you're not counting, like, Pixar, like, Incredibles 2... I would say more recently than Moana is probably Coco. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Coco that, was. That Pixar? Huh? That was Pixar. Yeah. Coco was. Yeah, because so Coco. Moana is the last just straight Disney. <laughs> I heard it's good, though. Lin Man Manuel did the. Did the track? Yeah, uh, better known as the dude who made Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, just you wait. Just you wait, kiddo. Just you wait, sucker. Well, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, this has been the Pen Pals podcast. I'm your pen pal, Egg. Yep, otherwise known as Jess GG Jess, and we thank you all for coming to our little little corner of the bookstore. Bye.